Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Hey, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. John Gruden is out of a job this morning. The major question is, should he still have his job, and did the Raiders handle this correctly? Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Cancel culture strikes again. You can't voice your freedom. You can't get your constitutional right without losing your job these days. Sad, sad state of affairs. Ken Levick alive with Dean Thomas on this Tuesday, the UFC veteran and analyst on the ESPN UFC broadcasts. Uh, Captain Competent Joe Rigotti hanging with us as well in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach, right off the sparkling intracoastal in the Phillips Point Towers. We are uh, here until 1 o'clock, and uh, Dean, I, I want to make sure we clear the air before we get into John Gruden. Uh, you came in, and and you you said, I don't know why I'm even messing with you, and so we have beef here, so we need to address oh, this. Oh, yeah, support. we do need to address okay. this beef. We totally okay. have to address it. So let's address it. Let's just because, do it right away. Because I, apparently, I was supposed to be on the show last week. That's what the schedule that's said. What the, that's what it said. So I didn't know. I thought it was this week, which I'm here. Okay. And I didn't know. And no one said nothing to me okay. until like Friday. They were like, hey, weren't you supposed to do Ken Levicka's show last mm-hmm. Tuesday? I was like, I was. I thought it was next week. And yeah. they were like, no, you didn't say nothing to me. McLovin didn't say nothing McLovin to me. McLovin, who handles the schedule. No one said nothing to me except for Courtney, the, mm-hmm. new, uh, me- the new boss. <laughs> the, 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 new, the, new, the new marketing boss. Yeah, the yeah. new boss. So uh, before, before you get angry with me, let me let me ask you, why do you think I didn't say anything to you? Because you was like, man. No, no, because I was giving you the benefit of the doubt because I had a feeling that you being on the show Tuesday hadn't actually been conveyed to you. So I wasn't mad. I wasn't annoyed. You can ask Captain Competent over there. I said, I have a feeling that the message didn't quite reach Dean. And the last thing I'm going to do with your travel schedule and all your responsibilities is start blowing up your phone. By the way, anytime you try and get a hold of me, your phone, I don't know what's going on. It comes up as unknown. Your number doesn't come up anymore. So listen, and that's my... You're like living in the shadows. And that's the real reason why I'm mad at you because... So then I sent a message to him mm-hmm. and McLovin. Hey, mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. going on, fellas? How come nobody hit me up? I, well, can I do the show with him next week? Yeah. They ignore me. And then I hit him up on his, his Instagram. I was, he had, like, I hit him up on his Instagram. Oh, I didn't see that. And, like, on three different messages. Oh, yeah, you're and right. Oh, I'm he, sorry. Look at this. That's and he's bad. been ignoring me so that's for bad. a week. So I apologize. That's bad. The text came while I was flying over the weekend to Birmingham for FAU and UAB. And then I just, I saw it and uh, I was completely distracted and then forgot to actually respond. So that's on me. That's a bad job see on what I'm me. About? So I apologize for that. But I was never mad at you or annoyed or anything like that. I'm glad you're here was today. Because I was going to say, like, if you got beef, we can handle this right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I ain't got no problem throwing down in the studio. You know, one, we got an audience here and everything. I got no problem. One, I down. wasn't annoyed, and two, I absolutely don't want to have that 
situation occurred. I wore this tank top for a reason, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> to make sure you had your full range yeah. of motion. Uh, so this is, if you had John Gruden losing his job before Urban Meyer amongst NFL head coaches on your bingo card, congratulations, because I didn't see that coming six days ago. But John Gruden this morning does not have a job. He resigns last night as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. And I tell you what, cancel culture in this country and in this world is a massive, massive problem. You used to be able to say things and people would laugh and people would be entertained and there was a little bit of an edge to it and you just move on with your life with not a care in the world. Uh, It was a much simpler time. Unfortunately, what happened to John Gruden is not cancel culture. What happened to John Gruden was a matter of time. Because what John Gruden did is he violated the sensibilities of his employer and his employers. It was unlucky what happened to him, but it was not going to be overcome. And so John Gruden losing his job last night was a conglomeration of several different things. And so, Dean, let me just go for through real quick the list of of remarks that John Gruden made. Oh, the guys yeah, I'm to dying this point. to hear this. I'm okay. Dying. So this all started last Thursday when the Wall Street Journal had a story about the investigation of the Washington football team. If you recall, Dean, their owner Daniel Snyder uh, taking a lot of heat over rampant sexual harassment accusations throughout that organization, mass resignations last year, toxic workplace environment, and the NFL hired an independent investigator to look into this, including emails from staffers, including emails from former team president Bruce Allen, who a lot of these issues within the workplace appear to be stemming from him. Within this treasure trove of 625,000 emails they looked at are several emails between Allen and John Gruden. John Gruden, who used to be the Raiders coach. Bruce Allen used to be the Raiders president. Those two were tight. So for many, many years, those two would email back and forth about different league matters. Demoris Smith is the head of the NFL Players Association, black man, who in one of the emails, uh, John Gruden made a comment about Demora Smith's lips, saying, quote, Demora Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires, end quote. <laughs> that was in an email from John Gruden to Bruce Allen. That's pretty racist, yeah, right? That's, yeah, that's, like, there are a lot of different <laughs> racist things you can say, and we've heard a lot of different racist things over the years, but man, Going in on someone's <laughs> lips is like next level yeah, racist stuff. <laughs> you just don't hear that an awful lot anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You're you're playing you're you're yeah. playing with fire. Yeah, here. yeah, you're yeah. Playing so, with fire. So that that on its own, people sort of raised their eyebrows and said, "Huh, hmm. that's a a little uncomfortable and inappropriate." But uh, John Gruden addressed it. He said, "I'm sorry if I offended anyone with my emails." His former wide receiver, Hall of Famer Tim Brown, uh, went on Bleacher Report and tried to defend his former head coach by saying, "Oh, I've I've heard him use the term rubber lips before when uh, discussing someone who's lying." Uh, so he uses that a lot. No, 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 no. That's not what. That no, means. that is a total cop out. <laughs> saying rubber lips and saying someone's lips are the size of Michelin tires are two entirely different 
different things. Yeah. One is not racist. One is extremely racist. But largely, it was sort of looked past. Gruden coached this past week in a loss to the Bears. The Raiders, they came out and said, yeah, that's abhorrent talk. Uh, and we've talked with Coach Gruden about it. And we just sort of moved on from it. But then last night, the New York Times got involved. They acquired more emails from John Gruden <laughs> like, Let's to see Bruce Allen. <laughs> and so this is where we get into Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, who uh, John Gruden, via email, called a, quote, F-word, the homophobic slur F-word Ooh. in an email. He also called him a clueless anti-football P-word as well. Uh, when it came to Michael Sam, uh, the derogatory Q word was brought up. Michael Sam, mm-hmm. the, the the gay player that was drafted by right. the Rams, uh, Jay Gruden or John Gruden decided not to uh, that he didn't appreciate that. Said that uh, Jeff Fisher got forced into it and called Michael Sam a quote Q word. Went on to make misogynistic statements about female referees Mm -hmm. in the NFL and just so happened to have a couple of photos of Washington football team cheerleaders uh, that were just wearing bikini bottoms in his email as well, shared with him by the team president, former team president of the Washington football team, Bruce Allen. So all of these things, Dean, added up, okay? And it led to John Gruden last night resigning as the head coach of the Raiders. And so there's a discussion today about cancel culture and whether or not John Gruden got unfairly canceled. And so, Dean, you're around the UFC and MMA as a whole with guys who are on the upper end of the testosterone spectrum, guys who sort of toe the line of decency because that's part of the culture, I think. That's part of the sport. If you're going to be quote-unquote alpha, you say things and you deal with the consequences later. Being braggadocious and putting yourself out there is part of the sport. Creating controversy is part of the sport. When you hear these, do you think John Gruden got canceled? No, I don't think he got canceled. I think that um, he had this coming. I mean, this is a larger problem, though. Because John Gruden wasn't a guy, not, not, by no stretch of the imagination do I follow football. But, you know, you would think the head coach of the NFL, who's around black people, who's around, you know, uh, different types of people all the time, would be a little bit more s- sincere. Mm-hmm. And this, so this is a bigger problem because I didn't expect that from him. Because you, you see him and you think, okay, he's a head coach of football, you know, so he's around all these different type of people. He's, you know, he's, he's a cool person. But for him to speak this way shows that this, this, this is a white man's world and these problems still exist and there's a lot of closet phobics that exist that are out there doing things and they're the ones that are complaining about, oh, well, why are they complaining about it why do they get this treatment because of situations like this did john gruden get unfairly canceled 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 did john gruden get unfairly canceled last night you can tweet at us at espn west palm and again 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 so What you talk about, Dean, is perfect because 
This, to me, is a classic example of someone who acts one way and is really another. Oh, totally. And the the case in point on this, you know who Tony Dungy is, mm-hmm. former Super Bowl winning quarterback, uh, head coach with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, black man, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Indianapolis Colts, former head coach. Um, uh, and then there is uh, Mike Tirico who is one of NBC's top broadcasters, worked with John Gruden on Monday Night Football, also a black man. They happen to work together now on NBC's Football Night in America every Sunday night. I want you, Dean, to listen to this discussion between Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy about John Gruden uh, on Sunday night before all bleep hit the fan yesterday. What John Gruden did in that email, definitely insensitive, definitely inappropriate, definitely immature. I thought he attacked the character of of a man, but he apologized for it. He said it wasn't racially motivated. I have to believe him. And I think this was an incident that was 10 years ago. He apologized. I think we need to accept that apology and move on. And we'll reiterate what we shared on Football Night in America. The 2011 timeline, that's when John and I were calling Monday Night Football. And we were partners for seven years and traveled the country together. And I'm as close personally with John as probably anybody who I've been around in the league, given the length of the relationship. And I... I can echo what Tim Brown said in a Sirius XM satellite radio interview uh, in the last 24 hours or so. I never saw or heard anything that you would say there was a racial tone to it in any way from John over time. That doesn't mean that what was in the email was right. It was wrong. He has said as much, repeated that after the game today. But that's just personal observation and trying to be candid with our audience. Yep. So John Gruden, one way with his black colleagues and then one way with his white friends Mm -hmm. on email outside of the public space and another thing you heard in there is something that we haven't brought up yet because i've seen this all over social media but it was 10 years ago it was 10 years ago the emails started in 2011 or at least the emails that are being looked at started in 2011 when john gruden was alongside mike tarico as the broadcast partner uh, for Monday Night Football. They spanned through 2018, but a common argument that I'm seeing on social media today, Dean, is, well, these were these were 10 years ago. Like, uh, you, you stop, stop living in the past. They were 10 years ago. Listen, when it comes to a statute of limitations on being a crappy person, I actually feel sympathetic for teenagers or early college-age kids who say stupid things and then they hold a label and lose out on opportunities because they're being judged in what is arguably the stupidest part of their life. Okay? I hate when that happens, actually, and it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like when teenagers face ultimate repercussions in an age where I certainly was stupid as hell. I said stupid things. A lot of people said dumb things. It's not right, but you also shouldn't have your whole rest of your existence marked by that. But John Gruden, as of today, is 58 years old. (laughs) Like At age 48, 48? you know better. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're not talking about, like... 18 and 28 right we're talking 48 and 58 (laughs) i mean come on that's just silly so john gruden i'm sure and he's shown himself he's a he's a super bowl champion i mean he won that that title with the bucks he 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 is an outstanding head coach i i tend to think he's an outstanding head coach but we're also seeing is that there's outrage because this is a guy that people liked and i think part of this is it's hard to come to grips with someone you like saying things like that. 
And then you start to make silly excuses to try to justify what happened, and you end up turning yourself into a pretzel, and you look real dumb. Yeah, I mean, he's a snake. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He's a snake. You know, like one snake way, behavior. Like, like one way, he's one way to certain people and another way to other people. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's foul, too, because it's not like he's being genuine. I mean, he's... One of his one of his ways is lying. Yeah. So yeah. What what John Gruden is John Gruden? That's that's the good question. Yeah. Is it the one that Tony Dungy needs to believe when John Gruden says that that comment wasn't racist about Demora Smith, though it absolutely was racist. Talking about the size of his lips, it would be the same thing if you made fun of a Jewish person about their nose. It would be the same thing if you made fun of a Polish person about their intellect. It's offensive. It's offensive. It is uh, a, a specific portion of something that you are focusing on in order to to make fun of and in order to denigrate. So Tony Dungy sitting there caping for him on national television. Oh, I got to take his word for it. And Mike, and Mike Tirico said, oh, I never heard him say anything like this. But then you've got... The F word, homophobic slur. You've got the comment about Demora Smith's lips. You've got the Q word when referring to Michael Sam. You have the disgusting, misogynistic comments about the female referees. All there in email to people that he trusts enough to be himself. It kind of feels like that's the real John Gruden. I mean, but are you surprised? I'm not really surprised. Like we, like he's 58 years old. He came up in a time mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. this was accepted, and now the world around him has changed. And I'm not, trust me, I'm not condoning his behavior, but the world around him has changed. Why do we think that he changed? Yeah. yeah. We can't, we can't think that he changed because the world around him well, that, is changing. That brings up a good point, though, because you're right. He came up in a different time. And I think that this goes for a lot of uh, Gen Xers as a whole as well uh, that are still in prominent positions. Hey, it used to be one thing 20 years ago, and it's tough to evolve when you only knew one way maybe we are being a little bit unfair to john gruden my 37 year old sensibilities and you're just over 40 year old sensibilities might be different than those of 58 year old john gruden that said if you're an nfl team and, and john gruden's the face of that franchise that's not sustainable yeah. anymore you can't have that and, like I, i'm curious how dana white the, the president of the UFC would handle something like that because that's obviously a different sport with a different set of standards where I think that you can push the envelope a bit more and have it accepted. I mean, there were three uh, three prominent domestic violence arrests oh, uh, of either current or former UFC <sighs> fighters over the weekend. That's a problem, and Dana will act on it, but... I think there's this sense, well, that's just the sport, and it's just barbarians going after one another. Like, how would a Dana White handle a John Gruden email full of offensive if that, terms. If that towards, was Dana yeah. in that situation? Well, if, if it was Dana who had to make a decision on the future oh, of John Gruden. Oh, he'd be, he'd be gone. Be gone? He'd be gone. For, without, without a question of a doubt, he would be gone. And that's one thing that Dana, he would not tolerate that. Like, he, he certainly would not tolerate that if they were employees yep. of the company. Well, you want to know why? Because stuff like that is needless. Yeah. Like, emails like that are needless. Oh, oh, I'm sure you've sent stupid emails 10 years ago. Why don't you look at your own emails? Well, one, I'm not an NFL head coach. But two, you have to be brain dead to be emailing with 
NFL team presidents, really with anyone, but especially NFL team presidents or people who are employed in using their work email and throwing out racist tropes like the one directed at Demoris Smith and the F-word homophobic slur and the Q-word homophobic slur and doing all of that. Like, you have to be absolutely brain-dead to think that that is a good, solid thing. Like, yeah, just, just email in with my boy. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's, again, like, that's part of the bigger problem. Like, if he's that free with it, like, what else? Like, uh-huh. so, like what type of what person? What else is there? Like, what type of person is this? Like, now we know that this is probably not a good person. Yep. And he thinks he's better than everybody else. Like, he thinks that, you know, because he's, you know, a, a, a heterosexual white male, rich white male. With power. Can, with power, that he can say and do things that he wants. He's and he's, part of the old And he thinks club. that he's better than everybody. Yeah, he, so he, that's a problem. It is a problem. And it is a problem when you're in a position of power. And and Gruden, after the game on Sunday, did the whole I don't have a racist bone in my body thing. It, you you aren't the one to be making that judgment. Well, here's here's why people can say claim that they're not racist. Because they're not burning flags or yeah. Because they can coexist with black people. Right, because they're like, yes, because they're not, I don't actually have a hood, (laughs) so I'm not racist. So, yeah, so that's the reason, because because they're not actually like, you know, burning crosses in yards Mm -hmm. and, you know, part of the clan, so that they can say, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I shake hands with black men. That's not how it works. (laughs) Uh, Ken LeVick alive with Dean Thomas here on a Tuesday on ESPN 106.3. John Gruden has resigned. Did John Gruden get unfairly canceled? 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. And these emails, too, the words in these emails... It's not like you can pass it off as, oh, I was just joking around. Like comedians who are, like the Dave Chappelle's of the world who are banging their fist on the table about, oh, cancel culture, cancel culture. Can't. They're, they're angry because a big part of what made them funny were these offensive terms. And I still think that I, I'm, I'm okay with comedy like that still. Like I st- I'm not willing to say, ah, screw that man or woman they said a bad derogatory term because you understand the context in which it's set like is it right i don't know probably not am i still am i going to uh revolt at the 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 mere sound of it no absolutely not but where john gruden and these emails and these words come from they all if you look at the context come from a place of anger yeah for sure they come from a place of 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 hate of I don't like that this is happening and here comes this word and I don't like that this is happening and here comes this word that's what makes the whole thing jarring to me and why the Raiders had to take action you couldn't say oh well look at the context because that's when someone says something that is very questionable they always want to say taken out of context this came from a pure place of anger all of these yeah I mean so yeah you it's, you can't compare this to comedy because comedy is art mm-hmm. and. It's crafted in a way where you are trying to make light of something. Same thing for hip-hop as well, because I've seen that a lot too. The halftime show this year, the Super Bowl is going to have all these hip-hop artists listen to the words they say. That's art. And they are are employing themselves. Their record label could drop them at a moment's notice. They employ themselves. Uh, John Gruden's employed by the Las Vegas Raiders. Right, so it's it's, it's totally different. We're talking about something totally different. So, and matter of fact, I'm I'm watching Dave Comedy's new one out now, and it's hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) But, it um, starts, it, I just, he's so whiny. He's so, yeah. like, come on, Dave, you're going to have to adjust. It's, it's just the nature of comedy, man. Like, he's so angry at the cancel culture stuff.
Well, I mean, it's because I think he's trying to stand up for sure. Obviously, he's for trying the to stand art. up for his rights. Yeah, and the fact that he and he addressed this, the fact that he left fifty million dollars on the table for his rights. I think that kind of still sits with him. They're like, hey, listen, yeah. y'all want to? I'm going to do my thing because I gave up fifty million dollars, so I didn't have to be a part of the culture that y'all want me to be a part of. So if I'm go, if I'm gonna give out fifty million dollars, I'm gonna do my thing, and yeah. y'all better not cancel me. Yeah, I think that's the, yeah, the probably. Point he's putting yeah. a little pressure on. Yeah, that. I think that's actually a good perspective. Another perspective I saw someone tweet, and I apologize for not giving the proper credit to this, is he left fifty million dollars on the table because he realized he was catering to a room full of white men, and he's come back, and now he is complaining alongside the uh, agitated white men. Like that is, I mean, I thought that was pretty striking as well and there's a, a little bit of accuracy to that yeah but, i mean but again like we can't compare you know the the face the coach right of nfl right. team and to a comedian comedy is who, art yeah yeah and, and the, the whole purpose of comedy is to make people laugh mm-hmm. not to hurt yeah and when john gruden is using these words these are words that are used in a hurt he's way. using them to hurt because he's yes. angry like yes. they're coming from a bad place uh let's go to west palm and bring in emerson here on espn 106.3 emerson you're on ken levick alive what's up emerson how are you guys doing today i've never called sports sports radio before but this is driving me insane i love sports the world we live in now is totally different than when john grew up or when i grew up mm-hmm. My dad and my grandparents taught me a long time ago, sticks and stones will break your bones, names will never hurt you. If we still lived by that, there would be a lot less shit going on in the world. All right, well, you can't come on the radio and say that word either, so I'm going to have to take your freedom of speech away and uh, wrap up that call. I could see that coming from a mile away. Uh, no. <laughs> like, just, just no. The... So, so in 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 this world, we should just kind of exist with hey, it, it's just words. It's no no because you know what words lead to words yeah, lead to, say, to yeah. physical actions. That's the base. That's how you end up having people storm the United States capitals through words through, that yeah. turned into violent actions. Okay, so one that saying I know it's as old as time. It's also complete nonsense. Yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's very irresponsible too. So like we can't use all words; they're mm-hmm. only words because the reality is is that you know just before people got hung, they were called certain words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. like they weren't they weren't calling them nice guys mm-hmm. and going, "Hey, let's treat them unfairly." There were and, common yeah. common final words that were heard yeah. before that action uh, was taken. Uh, and, and and then there's the final part of this, which is the freedom of speech angle, and we sort of been able to dive into that a bit but the freedom of speech every time something like this happens we need a refresher on what freedom of speech actually is and what the constitution actually grants you in this country john gruden is well within his rights to send an email to bruce allen and say these things to be corresponding with the founder of hooters and the executive director of the Outback Bowl, who are also in these email chains. He has every right to do that. That is his freedom of speech. He could have walked to a street corner in Oakland and could have yelled these things. That is his right. But the Las Vegas Raiders, when these are brought to their attention, and they realize, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to be a public relations problem. Just like if I had emails 
that came out. And ESPN West Palm was like, oh, this is going to be a public relations problem. It is their constitutional right to relieve me of my duties, just like it was the Raiders' right to walk up to John Gruden last night and ask him, do you want to be fired or would you like the opportunity to resign? That is how freedom of speech works. Not you can say or do whatever you want without repercussions. Yeah, I mean, like freedom of speech, like he's not going to jail for this. Like that's no, his, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not going to jail. He didn't break the law. Yeah, he didn't break the law. So he didn't. He's well within his mm-hmm. the legal uh, ramifications of what he did. But if the if the Raiders feel like him being on the field is going to be a problem, it's going to cut into their dollars because people are going to now boycott because of what he did. That's going to be a problem. So they need to get rid of him. Yeah, I'm sorry. You want uh, capitalism and you want a free market? What the Raiders did last night was classic free market. Hey, you know what? We don't think that you are going to help us hit the bottom line anymore. So uh, you want to depart? That's capitalism, folks. Because he offended a lot of people. He sure <laughs> He offended did. a lot of people. He sure a lot did. of different groups will be out there with yeah. picket signs. Actually, let's uh, let's hear Adam Schefter break the news last night on Monday Night Football because I actually think this was hilarious, the way that Adam Schefter uh, sort of encapsulated what happened with John Gruden. Welcome back to Monday Night Football, where we have breaking news out of Las Vegas, where moments ago, the Las Vegas Raiders and John Gruden officially parted ways. Earlier this evening, the New York Times uncovered a trail of emails dating back seven years in which John Gruden had a clean sweep of offending NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, women, gays, minorities, all sorts of people. A clean sweep, as Adam Schefter put it. <laughs> Commissioner of the he NFL. Got, he got everybody. Exactly. Commissioner of the NFL, check. Women, check. Black people, check. Gays, check. He pretty <laughs> much he, he hit all the boxes in those emails. Let's go to Don in Port St. Lucie. Don, you're on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Don. Hey, uh, and thanks for taking my call. Yeah, like uh, John Gruden, I mean, he should absolutely be, be B five the comments he made about the president of the players association. I mean, I have friends that, that are black. That call that name is totally offensive. I have daughters, granddaughters. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a face of the franchise yeah. now, yeah. and he's just got to be held re- responsible. I mean, I don't know how else. To yeah, put and, it. And, and mean, the the fact that that one, like, I think by and large, the public was willing to just sort of. Let that one go. But then when you start piling on the other comments, uh, that became really untenable. But it's also, and, and appreciate the call, Don, it's also extremely uh, juvenile. Extremely juvenile. The, the Making fun of the size of someone's lips. <laughs> I mean, how, not only is it racist, it's also wildly juvenile. I know, well, see, like, that's why... I'm on. I was willing to let it go too because of how juvenile it is. It's almost like it's almost like it's, laughable. It's how? more. It's more stupid than yeah. it is racist. <laughs> right, so, it's, right. so it's like in, in order of like you know the worst to the least. I'm like, all right, it's really stupid. So like that's the worst of it. <laughs> I'm just gonna. It's, kinda, it's racist, <laughs> but it's just really stupid. So like, just let it go. When I so so God's honest truth. When I saw this last week, my one of my first thoughts was, I wonder what Dean is gonna say about this when either Josh brings it up to him or I bring it up to him. And I was like, I wonder if Dean actually laughed at it because it's so like cartoonishly juvenile. The whole thing, like it's like it's not even like a a racist 
a racist comment to be angry about. It's almost like a where did that even come yeah, like, from? Really? That's the best. Yeah, that's the best you got. Yeah, really? That, that's where you're gonna go, like a 1930s cartoon type of racist element. Come on, uh, Ed is in Jensen Beach. What's up, Ed? Hey, Ken, Dean. Um, you know, one thing about this whole thing, I haven't heard anybody. Maybe I missed it, but I haven't heard anybody really bring it up. Is that you know, this all happened while Gruden was an employee of ESPN. Yeah. Now, I know ESPN isn't under any kind of investigation, but it just seems kind of, uh, I don't want to say hypocritical, but it just seems interesting how, you know, the ESPN commentators, this is the, the topic of discussion today and yesterday, and, uh, I mean, are they, is yeah. there... It's, you know, an inward an inward awareness of of their own corporate culture, right? So that maybe allowed him to be that way. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, that's a great question, Ed, and appreciate the call. I um, ESPN's in a tough spot on this because they are reporting now on the biggest story in sports, and the comments in question were pretty much all made while John Gruden was an ESPN employee. So everything, every report, every time they bring it up. You need to mention, in proper context, he was working for ESPN and Monday Night Football at the time. What makes it even more awkward is what we listened to with Mike Tirico, formerly his partner on ESPN, completely cape for him on a different network on national television on Sunday night. So ESPN, if you, you're, obviously ESPN's not going to get in trouble for anything, but they're also journalistically, like, this is a real uncomfortable spot for them. Well, you know what they're thinking? They're thinking like, Hey, 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 let's keep uh, let's keep the eyes on what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. let's, uh, let's, well, hey, he didn't, he, he yeah. didn't use his work so, yeah, email don't worry, on that. Don't worry yeah. about us. Keep, yeah. Yeah, keep looking at it. That is the grace. one thing where ESPN, it doesn't look like any of the emails came from John Gruden's like, ESPN email account. They were all his private email accounts, so they can just say, we didn't know. We, 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 we didn't know. Andrew Brandt, uh, former member of the Packers front office, and he spent a long time in the NFL, uh, he tweeted last night that it was going to be a busy night between NFL general managers in their IT department. <laughs> I, I'm I sure. That. Uh, one more thing. Good Lord, are we late? So we got to go to break here at, at, at some point. Um, but all of this coming from, and it's unlucky. What happened to John Gruden is unlucky. It's bad, but it's unlucky because he's been caught up in something completely different that was being investigated. This also means, and Peter King wrote about it this morning in his Monday morning quarterback uh, column, we need to start seeing all the emails, everything in this Daniel Snyder, Washington football team, Bruce Allen investigation now. Because if John Gruden, someone on the outside of the periphery, has these emails and these things that have been exposed and he lost his job over it, what the hell else is I want to. I want to see it all. I mean, that I, I, this is conspiracy <laughs> theory stuff, but I wonder... If the Raiders went to him and said, we're going to fire you and you're not going to, we're not going to pay you anymore because we have cause to fire you. And Gruden said, well, I have a lot of other emails that I can expose a lot of other people. And they said, you know what? Here's $10 million and you can resign. So I wonder if that's how that went last night. Because there are, there, there are, John Gruden's not going to be the only one. Because he don't really seem all that sad. He probably was like, you know what? If I'm going down... I'm taking well, a bunch of y'all with me. Isn't this like human nature would dictate that's probably right. at least crossed his mind <laughs> yeah. how that's going to go. All right, let's fit in one more here, Captain Competent, and then I'm sorry. I'm making your competent life real hard today. I'm sorry. Let's go to Papano. That's where we bring in Mark. Hey, Mark. How's it hanging, fellas? How you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Digging the vibe with Dean on the show. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, man. It's good. We, we got through our initial, uh, our initial beef, and now we're good. So I'm glad that we overcame our oh, differences. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, I mean, John Gruden, you just, you got to do better than that. There's, <laughs> you're a professional. There, there's no room for any type of discussions like that. Yeah. But how stupid do you have to be to choose to have this discussion somewhere where it can be, uh-huh. like, eternal? That will be out there forever. Yeah. Like, if you really are that motivated to say these kind of things, keep it to yourself or say it, like, do not put it on the Internet because now you coach an openly gay man. You right. coach a lot of African Americans. You're making fun of the people that make decisions in your job, and you want to say that? Write it out and send it to somebody for safekeeping. And like, that's just pedophile. and Mark, how about this? The 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 main instigator in all of this, the former team president of the uh, of the Washington Football Team, Bruce Allen. His the final portion of his email was at redskins.com. That was his team email. And John Gruden is sending emails like that to that. Like, oh, I'm sure those will disappear into the universe, into the ether at some point. Appreciate it, Mark. The whole thing, the more I talk through it, it's just really dumb. It's just really, it, really I mean, it's, dumb. It's, it's more dumb than anything. Yeah, and, and, and I don't want to, and I say this a lot, I don't like to judge people on their worst moment. And John Gruden at some point I think will have some sort of something in a football capacity. He won't coach again, but I'm sure you could see him pop up as an analyst somewhere. You think so? I, I, I think that as time goes on, give it like four or five years, he'll bounce back and do something at some point. Uh, I'm not so much judging him on the comments as I am on just how dumb the whole thing actually is. Uh, and again, that Demora Smith comment. Bro. Yeah, that's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> Dean Thomas here hanging out. I'm Ken Levicka, Captain Competent, Joe Rigotti as well. Real quick, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. That is your path into the sports industry. And they actually teach you things like how to keep your digital footprint clean so you actually stay employed. Words of wisdom, let John Gruden be the example. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. It has been in service to you trying to get into the sports industry. Realize your dream for 22 years. You can take classes on campus in Boca Raton or you can take them online at fau.edu slash MBA sport. That is where you end up uh, finding out all the information you need. That is where you register for classes. You can get into the spring semester, and that is how you get into the sports industry. It is tried and true. 22 years, the proof is right there. It is your red carpet of the sports industries, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Dr. Jim Reardon, the man in charge. Go to fau.edu slash MBA sport. That's fau.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I would be really, really dumb if I have someone, a master of the fight game here with me, and didn't ask him about Saturday night's heavyweight bout with Tyson Fury and uh, Deontay Wilder. So we're going to do that. I'm going to uh, give uh, give Dean an assignment here when we come back. He's Dean Thomas, UFC ESPN analyst. I'm Ken Levicki, Captain Competent Joe Rigotti. We're live on a Tuesday on ESPN 106. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. Did we just see one of the great heavyweight trilogies of all time come to an end over the weekend with Fury and Wilder? We'll discuss that in just a moment. Ken Levick alive with Dean Thomas here on this Tuesday on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Hey, I want to tell you about True Freedom Therapy. I am all in on True Freedom Therapy because I've seen how it works, that it works, and how many people 
then it helps as well. Dean has seen it as well. We both have had the soft wave therapy at True Freedom Therapy up in Palm Beach Gardens. And uh, the, the soft wave therapy, Dean, it's just, it, it, it's just these sound waves. And uh, whether it's someone that's trying to regain some of the, uh, the, the, the bedroom ability that they had 15, 20 years prior, or if you have full-blown ED, where you are really struggling there, this can help that. But it's also for joints as well, for weekend warriors. There, This is really a fascinating way to get rid of pain or help revitalize your manhood. Well, yeah, and I can speak on both of them. And I'll tell you, so with the first one, like as you get older, you know, I'm 45 now. Mm-hmm. So as you get older, things don't work the same like they used to. So, you know, I've got a little bit of help. And at 15, one 15 minute session, <laughs> after one session, I'm running around beating my chest like like King Kong. <laughs> I'm talking about I was the man. So maybe it's one session like Dean before he became King Kong. I was or- the, <laughs> yeah, I was the man. I, that's all I can say, Ken Levicka. I was the man. And then I also had it on my shoulder. They treated uh-huh. my shoulder. I was having a, a chronic shoulder injury and just one session. And it, and that was all fi- all fixed up. You may have seen Dean and I do a radio show about it on television. That's True Freedom Therapy. Go to truefreedomtherapy.com, truefreedomtherapy.com. Uh, it, they can really, really, really help you. I'm telling you, guys and ladies, if you think that this is your way to finally like sit down your man and have the discussion, like I notice something's off, something's just different. I I can't tell you how many women actually go into True Freedom Therapy or contact them and say, hey, I think this is good for my boyfriend or my husband or my partner. And the consultation is free. The uh, procedure is FDA approved. It's all there at True Freedom Therapy in Palm Beach Gardens. Go to truefreedomtherapy.com. That's truefreedomtherapy.com to get your free consultation. All right, so Saturday night, Tyson Fury beats Deontay Wilder again, this time with the TKO in the 11th round. He knocked him down, uh, did Fury, knocked down Wilder at least five, six times in this bout on Saturday night. But all around, I mean, the praise that both men receive, Fury for retaining the title and Wilder for just not quitting, taking a beating. He probably should have been beaten in the fifth round and somehow willed his way into the late rounds. It seemed like the uh, the result was a mere formality. But, man, what what did you, you just, uh, with all the work you do with uh, MMA fighters, but also your knowledge of boxing and you observing just as a fight expert, why was Tyson Fury the last two fights just so superior to Deontay Wilder? Well, he's he's a clearly a better boxer. Like technically, like he's a better technical boxer, and I it was a lot closer than I thought it would be because I thought there'd be normally when a technician figures out a wild guy, mm-hmm. Wilder, you know, yeah, no well, pun intended. Uh, right, right. But when they figure out a Wilder, a Wilder fighter, it's a little easier to get his rhythm and to start picking him apart. So it was a little closer than I thought. But I think the boxing gods have made it right for boxing for right now. They, I think they did boxing a big favor by allowing this fight to happen. Because remember, this is a fight that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh-huh. This is a fight that nobody wanted. They, wanted. they wanted Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. And Joshua ended up losing And he lost. And so then this fight had to happen. Yeah. And everyone thought, and then, you know, Wilder was a huge underdog. No one thought he would be able to last this long. He, he and he, he did very well in the fight, and I think that the biggest thing in his fight, it was easy for people to relate to, was the heart. Like we didn't, mm-hmm. get, you didn't have to watch a a technical boxing match. I mean, you saw the heart, and that's something that anybody can relate to. Just the grit and the desire of a man to not give up, 
And you saw that in Wilder, and then you saw even that in Tyson Fury because he got knocked down a few times himself. Yeah. So like that, which made this fight so great because it was very you could really relate to it, and and you can look at it and go, man, I I wish I was in their shoes having a fight like this. What do we make now of Deontay Wilder though? Because before he started uh, this trilogy with Tyson Fury, he was the next great boxing champion. He was the most feared heavyweight in the ring. He had taken uh, over from the Klitschko's as the main attraction in the heavyweight division and then probably should have knocked Tyson Fury out late in that first bout. Somehow Tyson Fury woke back up as he hit the canvas and got back up and uh, it ended up uh, going to a, a second bout and then a third bout. But what do we make of Deontay Wilder? Because that's back to back and yeah, he hung in there, but he took so much punishment and was so technically inferior. When we look back at Deontay Wilder, what do we think of him? Also, too, I think things are going to change with boxing because of fights like this. And the landscape of where combat sports are, especially with boxing, because prior to this and and, and like in the 80s, 90s, all they cared about was being undefeated, undefeated, Mm -hmm. undefeated, undefeated. You lose, you get sent way to the back. Now, fight fans are looking to be entertained. They want the quality. They want want good fights. They want to be entertained. So there's a lot of... So then now the pressure of being undefeated is no longer. So like Deontay Wilder doesn't have to be undefeated. He doesn't have to be the next. He can undefeated. go fight his fights, be fight, entertaining. Yeah, be entertaining. And, and then, you huh. know, with things like Triller and the, the Jake Paul, Logan Paul, like people are more interested in being entertained with fights than seeing a guy go undefeated. And I think the landscape of boxing will change because of that. Uh, I want you to hear this. This was uh, on BT Sport out of England. Uh, this was the, the post match interview in the ring uh, with the BT Sport folks and Tyson Fury on Saturday night. And at the end, you went over to see him. What did you say to him? He said, well done. He said, I don't want to show any sportsmanship or respect. I said, no problem. Is that what he said to you? Are you surprised by that? Very surprised. Saw a loser, an idiot. Because you're all about respect. And he, and he showed guts, but not respect. That's bizarre. Do you know what? To be a top fighting man, you've got to show guts and respect. And he couldn't do it tonight. And that was it. So in case you needed a translation, because sometimes Tyson Fury is uh, not the easiest to understand in real time. Uh, basically went over, wanted to shake Deontay Wilder's hand. Deontay Wilder wouldn't do it. And I'm assuming Tyson Fury paraphrasing that Deontay Wilder said he didn't want to do sportsmanship after the fight. I, I, I find that a little bit off-putting, but I'm also far removed. I, I watch uh, just sort of as a casual uh, fight fan, but I I know I didn't love that, especially after a hard fought, blood spilled, three bouts between them. No, I mean to be honest with you, like at least you know he's real. Like all the trash talk before, this is what gets me. Like these guys talk so much trash before, but then as soon as it's over, now they won't be best friends. Yeah. So like all the trash talk before, you know he was legit, and that's real to him. Now give it a couple of days, maybe he might change his mind. But in the, in the, in moment, the moment, he's like, you know what? I just lost to this guy who I didn't like. That's fair. So that's fair. Uh, do you do you think that some of that, like after an MMA ma- about that, that you're sitting, you're calling your feet away from, or even when you're in the corner, do you think some of that's inauthentic? That hey, good uh, good fight, hug it up. Do you do you dislike that a little bit? Yeah, especially when it's fake. Like do you, I don't think you should fake it. I think if you really don't like a guy, don't fake it. Did you, you know, if you're going to tra- talk trash before and you're and you're genuine about it and then you fight and, sh- and you're not satisfied, 
you better keep that same mm-hmm. energy. I guess Masvidal and Ben Askren, that was a, a great example of that. Like Masvidal, For sure. Like, Masvidal exactly. rubbed it in. That he wanted was, to rub it, it in. That was the energy because he was like, hey, you're going to talk all this trash. You're going to have to eat it. And you know what Ben said? Ben was like, I deserved it. I did sure. talk a lot of trash. That was what I had So he wasn't torn up about no, it. No, he wasn't torn up. He wasn't like, oh, you're a poor sportsman. He was like, yo, I had it coming. I love the fact that you think that this is going to change boxing because the undefeated uh, moniker is going to mean a little bit less. Because sure, now, 100%. so you, so so Triller and all these things, these celebrity fights, that ultimately ends up being a good thing for boxing because yes, it's going to provide sure. more outlets. It, it provides more outlets and just gives people more opportunities to be a uh, get used to watching fights. I got to say that completely changed my perspective on on all of that, and I still think the Pauls are super annoying and oh, they're, they're the fact that annoying. Triller is like putting all of its <laughs> its eggs in the Paul brother basket is well, wildly annoying to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah it's, it's Showtime and yeah, Triller and all that yeah. stuff. Trust me, I, I'm not, you know, the biggest fans of them. I do respect what they're doing though and, and you know, their way of handling it, but you know, they're very annoying and immature. <laughs> that is that is an absolute fact. Uh, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, December 18th, 11 a.m. at FAU Stadium. You're not going to want to miss this. Uh, last year, it was Zach Wilson and BYU beating up on UCF. Who's going to be the future high draft pick of tomorrow playing in this bowl? You're going to have to find out. It is the premier college football event in Palm Beach County, and it comes up December 18th, 11 a.m. Brunch and ball. The Roof Claim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Go to uh, RoofClaimBocaRatonBowl.com. That's RoofClaimBocaRatonBowl.com to find out more about how you can be a part of the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl and how to get your tickets as well. Alongside Dean Thomas, UFC ESPN analyst. You'll hear him today as always on the home team, 3-5 to five with Josh Cohen and Tina home team. Uh, Joe Rigotti, Captain Competent. I'm Ken Levick. And more after this, we're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Just going back to what we were discussing real quick with John Gruden, uh, neither Dean or myself are leading the moral parade here. Like, especially Dean and I are not leading any oh, sort of yeah. morality <laughs> parade, all right? Like, we're not. Um, but uh, it, it's to me what it comes down to with John Gruden is that uh, first the the cartoonishly racist, almost so cartoonishly racist you had to laugh at it. Uh, lips the size of Michelin tires. Email comment about Demora Smith. Then you have all the homophobic slurs and the misogyny in the emails with John Gruden. The the Raiders could not have him as their head coach anymore. It just it was not sustainable. It was not tenable. And it comes down to just not being dumb. Like, fine, John Gruden, he says he's not racist. Uh, I don't really know what the true definition is. I know if you are writing an email making fun of a black man's lip size, you probably you probably do have a racist bone in your body, uh, to use John Gruden's term. Uh, you probably are uh, a bit bigoted, but at the end of the day, it comes down to common sense. And you were going back and forth with a team president using those words in email. It's just sort of flat out stupid. Yeah, I mean, anybody could say they're not racist. That's easy to do. You could just say you're not. That doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. And everybody could say, oh, I'm not racist. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean it's true. Right. 
But the reality is, is that that email, those emails show that he thinks that he's better than other people, mm-hmm. which is the exact definition of yeah, it, of it, racism, sexism, mm-hmm. and all the other isms that you can think about. Yep. And and as we said, John Gruden's emails, these words, the context is important because they came from a place of anger. They came from a place of fury. Like they, they these were not used in jest they still wouldn't be okay being used in jest but at least you could say contextually oh well he was just kind of he was shooting the bleep with his boys no 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 this was done in anger and i think that's significant to the whole thing too when we're looking at john gruden and judging the entire matter yeah for sure i mean and and for me like my takeaway from this is the fact that he's a guy who i didn't expect it to come from so who what else is there so Uh so i'm so i'm like I'm proud of all the white guys that called in today like, yo, you ruining it for us. <laughs> Bro, come <laughs> yeah, on, man. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, they, listen, if you're a white guy out there, John Gruden tried to ruin it for you. <laughs> you so, gotta, you have to recognize that. Yeah, so y'all can send money to my PayPal account. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, my, my charity fund. So now you're gonna try to uh, you're gonna try to cash in on this. Got it. That, that's just good business, yeah. Anstein. I have to say. Uh, and, and, and again, if we learned anything from Tony Dungy and Mike Tarico caping for John Gruden before the New York Times report came out last night when they did the Sunday night on NBC, it's that people. And this just doesn't have to do with white and black and Hispanic, white, black. I, it, a lot of times, people are one way to your face. And a lot different when they think they're in private. Mm-hmm. Like that is that right there is the ugliest part of human nature when it comes to uh, to John Gruden. Last night was just flat out wholesome. Not if you're a Colts fan, but especially if you're a Ravens fan, especially if you're a Lamar Jackson fan. And we are. Lamar Jackson was brutal in the first half last night. Ravens Colts Monday Night Football in the second half and overtime. Twenty nine of thirty two. 355 yards and four touchdowns. He put a whole game's worth of production into the second half and overtime. He is an MVP candidate, and after the game, here is our EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS air conditioning. So, Lamar Jackson talking with Lisa Salters on the field after the game, and she asked him about the back and forth between him and his head coach, John Harbaugh, uh, as they went into the final drive in the fourth quarter. Take me through the play, the game-winning touchdown to Marquise. Coach just said, let's get this beat. I ain't going to say nothing. This bad. Let's get it. And, you know, he called it up. He did a good job of getting off the, uh, the little hole, caught the ball. That's it. I didn't want to say the B word because he's respectful. To yeah, 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 Listen, yeah, for sure. And then this is the other part of it. So at the the end of the interview, Lamar just showing the ultimate respect to Lisa Salters. And how are you feeling about that rushing record? You didn't get it. We didn't get it. It's all good. We got the victory. You know, I'm good with that. Thank you, Lamar. Appreciate you, Miss Lisa. Appreciate you, Miss Lisa. He's just a polite uh, young man. Look how polite he is. Lamar Jackson, he could say whatever he wanted after that performance, and nobody would have cared. Yeah. But it, he he still keeps his values, and that is why we love Lamar Jackson, the Boynton Beach grad, who I think is right alongside Josh Allen and Justin Herbert in this MVP discussion here in 2021. Nobody carries his team like Lamar Jackson does, and that is your EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. EDS air conditioning, hey, for all the snowbirds coming back down here 
been an offseason for your AC. So now, just like in the NFL, you got to get into training camp with your air conditioning unit. You need to make sure it's right before it really needs to work. Because we know, Dean, that we have like three uh, days where you don't have to use AC in the winter. The rest of the time, oh, yeah. you it's still got to have that AC. Brutal. Yeah, it is hot and it is uncomfortable. So when your AC hasn't been running for three months and it's still been subjected to this heat down here and just sitting there with all the rain and the humidity, there's a good chance you're going to have some problems. And that's where EDS comes in. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. They've been around since 2006. They service South Florida, Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast. They're family-owned and operated, and they will make sure that your AC is running right. you got to reach out to them at 561-316-8799. They're a trained comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They use the best equipment to make sure you're good to go for all of these hot winters here in South Florida. So if you're a snowbird coming from the north, coming back down here to Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, yeah, you need EDS Air Conditioning to make sure you are good to go. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Log on to edsairconditioning.com or call 561-316-8799, 561-316-8799. Dino, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Man, it's my pleasure. Dean Thomas will be on again at 3 for Josh Cohen and the home team. Him, Josh, Tina, Captain Competent, Joe Rigotti, exceptional as always. I'm Ken Levicka, just barely above average. We've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye now.